Well, I think that uh, Japan is uh, very well positioned for the future, and uh, especially on the men's side, because you know the senior men we know with uh, Shoma Uno, Sota Yamamoto, and uh, uh, that crew, and then you've got Cal Miura coming up now, who's only 17. He'll be skating seniors next year exclusively, and. Uh, so that 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 impressed me, and I think the the junior women are looking good too with Al Shimada and Amina Kai. So you know, I, I'm pretty optimistic about the future of these younger uh, kids who will have to stay in juniors a bit longer. But I think when they make the transition to seniors, um, you know, they'll be ready. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Japan Forward's Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Ed O'Devin, sports editor for Japan Forward and our related site, Sports Look. We have a special guest today who hasn't been on the program for a few weeks, Jack Gallagher, veteran figure skating specialist. Jack, thank you for joining us. How's it going? Uh, Edson, I'm doing well. I'm trying to uh, get back in the right time zone after my trip to Canada, the World Junior Championships. So uh, slowly, I'm getting back to uh, my normal routine. Okay. From working with you uh, day by day after day during the World Championships, the World Juniors, I know you were in Calgary because it said on your stories you're in Calgary. So for people who don't know it, people who don't have their uh, time zone global uh, list in front of them. How many hours uh, is the difference between Calgary and Tokyo? Okay. Uh, at that time, which was before the clocks were switched back, it was uh, 16 hours ahead. I want to say 16 hours uh, in mountain time in the U S and mm-hmm. in Calgary, same thing. So I believe it was at 16 hours. Yeah. So right now it is. Uh, so right now it is. Um, what roughly midnight over there? Uh, right. 11, p- now, 11 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Eleven o'clock or something like that at night on uh, Thursday. Mm-hmm. So um, we know we know Canada being a very uh, very cold nation. Lots of snow, lots of ice, lots of open land for outdoor rinks and whatnot. Canada is a very, uh, I should say, a passionate country for winter sports. What was the re- what was the basic vibe of uh, the the watching, seeing the fans and seeing the journalists, how they sort of soaked it all up, watching athletes from around the world compete in uh, you know in their home country. Well, uh, I think that uh, the Canadian people were very supportive of their skaters and that the media was happy to have a major event like this uh, in town after the uncertainty of the past several years. Uh, uh, The competition was held at Winsport uh, Arena, which is a facility of four rinks side by side. Pretty amazing. And... uh, it's uh, part of the Olympic Park of where the 1988 Calgary uh, Olympics were held. So uh, that facility was built, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I believe, but still very impressive. And uh, the arena where the actual competition was held seats maybe 2,500 or something like that. 
Now I, I've been to Calgary in the summer many, many years ago between my, uh, between my um, eighth grade year of, high, of school, middle school, junior high school, and my freshman year of high school. Um, so I saw where the Calgary Saddle Dome is, is sort of, I think if I remember correctly, downtown in Calgary, where, yeah. where, where from, from there, from the Saddle Dome, where, how, where in a geographic location is the uh, Windsport uh, complex? It's about uh, 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes outside of town. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah. So actually I was staying at a hotel close to the rink because I wanted to have easy access to the rink uh, during the winter conditions that we were facing there, you know, heavy snow, minus 10 or minus 20. So I didn't want to be stuck downtown and not be able to get to the rink for some reason. Okay. Very, very quickly, Jack, before we highlight the the, the medalists, uh, you've been around a lot of sports throughout your career and I think the cliche, for example, is like uh, the NFL quarterback never wants to have interviews, never wants to be bothered. You know, maybe mm-hmm. once a week uh, he'll do his own special group interview. Now, you compare the NFL quarterback who's always in the spotlight 24-7 with up-and-coming junior skaters. How do they sort of appreciate and sort of handle the media requests and maybe the newness of the spotlight? Well, uh, I've always found the junior skaters to be very cooperative and appreciative of the attention that they're receiving. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you couldn't ask for more because uh, they're patient. They'll answer your questions. And, uh, you know, they, they seem to be generally happy to be interviewed. Did you have a favorite interview among the Japanese uh, skaters? Either you're either one-on-one or a group interview, a, a segment of interview that you really enjoyed the most while, while you were in Calgary? Well, I had uh, exclusive with uh, Cal Miura, who won the world junior title for men. And, uh, you know, he's very refreshing. I've been covering him since he was 11 years old or 10 years old. And uh, he, uh, you know, he speaks with a confidence that uh, is unusual for, uh, I would say, most Japanese athletes. He's very uh, self-assured, which is refreshing. So uh, I really enjoyed talking to him and hearing his answers to my questions. Do, do you think that some of that is from his upbringing and, and anything you know about his parents or his family that sort of lends that confidence to him? No, I think it's just the fact that he's always been very physically gifted, you know, and able to do quadruple jumps since a young age. And, uh, you know, he's the kind of guy that will say something and then back it up. Like two years ago at the Japan Junior Championships in Nagoya, he, you know, he predicted he was going to win and and his short program wasn't very good. And he still said he was going to win. And then he came back in a free skate and won. So that's just an example. Looking, looking at the, looking at the World Junior Skating Championships uh, just a couple of weeks ago, what, what, what are your general impression? What were your general impressions during the competition as you were watching everything? And what are your biggest takeaways? The things that people should know. Well, I think that uh, Japan is. Uh, 
very well positioned for the future, and uh, especially on the men's side, because, you know, the senior men, we know with uh, Shoma Uno, Sota Yamamoto, and uh, uh, that crew. And then you've got Cal Miura coming up now, who's only 17. He'll be skating seniors next year exclusively. And uh, so that, that that impressed me. And I think the, the junior women are looking good, too, with Al Shimada and Ami Nakai. So, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty optimistic about the future of these younger uh, kids who will have to stay in juniors a bit longer. But I think when they make the transition to seniors, um, you know, they'll be ready. Was there a particular uh, individual program among the skaters, among the medalists for Japan? that was most impressive to you that you'd like to highlight? Well, I think uh, uh, Al free skate was, uh, you know, fantastic. And uh, she um, she landed both the triple axle and the quadruple toe loop. And uh, the thing is, it, she was very gutsy, okay, because Jia Shin, who was the second place uh, skater from South Korea, was less than a half a point behind. And so Shimada could have played it safe and not, not tried any, you know, uh, difficult jumps and probably still won. But she went for it. She landed both jumps and she won decisively. So it was, it was again, sort of like uh, Me Ura's confidence. It was, it was very impressive for, you know, a 14-year-old. Is... Uh- is Shimada at age 14 the best Japanese women's figure skater you've seen? Uh, I would say that at that at know, that age level. Well, she's probably um she's probably very close to Mawasada when she was 14. You know, that, that that's what I would say. Of course, Mao didn't have a quadruple in, but uh not a lot of women were trying quadruples back when Mao was fourteen. So, mm. uh, yeah, I would say I would say it's close. It's close between those two. Is there an overall charisma that's uh, ice presence that's similar? Yeah, I you know I would I would probably say that Mao Shimada probably has a bit more uh, confidence and fortitude. You know. Mao was so beautiful and graceful and physically talented that uh, she at times could seem a bit uh, was what I'm looking for. Like um, she at times could see, seem a bit uh, vulnerable to, uh, you know, if she made a mistake and it might affect her and stuff like that. But uh, is Mao Shimada, she seems like pretty firm in her belief and her abilities. Mm. When 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 the when the athletes all came back to Japan, was there any particular um, special ceremony or event to honor them from the JSF or any other sporting entity that you're aware of? Well, the thing is, Ed, I was back in California for a week, right? So I'm not exactly sure about that. Uh, I, I saw a lot of pictures posted online, but mm-hmm. I, I believe that they were taken before they departed from Calgary. So I can't say for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't see any reports about a, a dinner or a special banquet or anything. Maybe they'll be honored even at the world, the upcoming senior world championships. 
Yeah, it's possible. I uh, I exchanged messages with uh, Count Me uh, a few days ago, and uh, he told me that he'll be attending the Worlds in Saitama next week, so I expect to see him there. Okay. I think that's a good point to switch the conversation slightly. Um, next week, you're going to be a busy guy. Uh, world Senior, the World Figure Skating Championships at the senior level start officially on Wednesday and run through Saturday with the exhibition gala on Sunday. That's right. What, what are the biggest things people should be looking out for? Is there a good individual two men or two women, uh, uh, duel that should be sort of highlighted? Well, uh, I would say probably the women's, uh, Singles uh, with uh, Kauri Sakamoto, Mai Mihara, and uh, Belgium's Lowena Hendricks, and uh, <clears throat> Isabel Lefito from the U.S., who mm-hmm. was last year's world junior champion. Those four are going to be vying for the gold. Uh, Kauri Sakamoto would be favored, and so it's a question of, um, you know, can Mai Mihara uh, make the podium with uh calorie. I think that's what we're going to be looking at. Okay. Uh, a year ago, calorie won her first world title as a, a senior. How did that change her mindset and just the way she approaches skating? Well, you know, calories always had a lot of what I call guts, right? And she's always been uh, a real fighter, and, uh, yeah, I think it just kind of, uh, uh, strengthened her belief in herself that, uh, you know, she's an Olympic medalist and she's a world champion. And so, uh, I just believe that, uh, it's kind of, um, like a prophecy has been fulfilled, right? I've been talking about her for years and, uh, you know, slowly she's come all the way up to the top now. So. I think she'll enter this event pretty confident. Do you, do you think there was a drop in confidence um, after the Olympic and world cycle last year when she sort of started from scratch again with a new coach and a new kind of a new, a new approach, a new, maybe a new training cycle, a new program. Well, she didn't change coaches. She changed choreographers. That's, that was, that's what, that was the difference. Yeah. Oh, that that's right. Difference. Oh, you know, I mean, there's one school of thought that it that decision was kind of a head scratcher because she'd had so much success with Benoit Richaud, right? right. Uh, and then there's another school of thought that like, well, you know, now she's going to branch out and try new things and stuff. So it, it still remains to be seen. I mean, if she wins the gold next week, it, it will look like a good move um, for her. If she doesn't, then, you know, I think people will be asking questions. Mm. In, in maybe in simple terms, in, in basic uh, descriptions, what would you say are the biggest differences between uh, her choreographic routine under Benoit with, I'm forgetting the current, current person, but under her current choreographer, how she approaches skating? Yeah, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to pronounce uh, the name of the choreographer. It's a, it's a hyphenated name. Uh, hold on a second here. I want I want to get it correct. Uh, yeah, Marie France Dubreuil. Uh, I probably mispronounced it, but anyway, uh, 
That's who did her free skate. And then Roheen Ward is uh, who did her short program, who's also a Canadian uh, choreographer, both Canadians. And, uh, you know, I mean, Benoit's, uh, Benoit's style is different. It's very edgy. And, uh, you know, he demands a lot of the skaters. So I would say that uh, her programs this season are... You know, they uh, they have been fine. They have worked for her. And uh, it's all going to come down to uh, what happens on the day. Do you think she's uh, building up her performance level to a point where you expect her to win? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I think she's favored, even though she finished uh, fifth in the Grand Prix final, which um, which. Uh, my one, you know, Cowrie came back and won the Nationals a few weeks later, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and she uh, she finished second at the World University Games and stuff, so, but she won the Challenge Cup uh, a few weeks ago, right? So, again, it'll, uh, it'll all come down to that day. My Mihara, uh, is is a skater that a lot of people knew about several years ago as a talented mm. skater mm. had some health issues was sort of out of the off the scene for a while and yeah. she sort of had this very big ascent again how how has she sort of developed returning to the ice and how has she performed this particular season well she's um you know, she, she's uh, had a real renaissance the last couple of years. And uh, Mai has a lot of fans. And uh, she is, uh, you know, a very talented skater, a very elegant skater. And, uh, you know, she's best friends with Cowrie. And she's had a very successful season. I mean, she won both of her Grand Prix. She won the Grand Prix final. She won the World University Games. So... She finished second at nationals behind Cowrie, but uh, she could, you know, if if Cowrie stumbles, Mike could win it all. It's, it's not out of the question. Has the attention that she's been given now compared to when she was a little bit younger? Is it media attention? Is it is it about the same? Has it really risen? Well, you know, everybody likes a comeback story, right? So uh, I think the fact that she missed a year with uh, health issues uh, in 1920, the 1920 season, and now she's come back and done very well, I think that, yeah, she's getting a lot more attention than she has in the past. Uh, her results speak for themselves. So, uh, you know, it's uh, people like her. She's popular. She's successful. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think the media is behind her. Let's uh, let's talk about the men's field a bit, Jack. Um, some notable names, of course, in the field. Uh, reigning champion uh, Shoma Uno. Also have Sota Yamamoto for Japan and Kazuki Tomono. There's a big name missing, isn't there? Are we talking about Hanyu here? You're talking about somebody else. I thought there was a chance that Kagiyama might be competing. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Like yeah, if, yeah. We, if we if we think back to like uh, the fall, there was right. there there was thoughts that he might be ready. Right, right. Okay. That was a trick question. Uh, uh 
Well, I mean, essentially, Utman's injured this year. He's got an ankle problem, and mm-hmm. he tried to skate at the Nationals, and uh, it didn't go very well. So he's taking uh, he's taking the advice of his coach and his trainers, and he's essentially sitting out the entire season, with the exception of one competition, to give his ankle time to rest. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. But again, that, that shows you the depth of the Japanese skating that the, the guy who was the Olympic silver medalist isn't on the team this year. And wasn't he silver medalist at Worlds last year as well? That sounds right. That sounds right. Uno got the gold and Vincent Zhao got uh, the, the, the bronze. bronze. That's right. What is your forecast for Uno and how has his season gone? Well, I think he's been, you know, he's, he's, he's done very well. And uh, my personal opinion is that, uh, you know, he's going to he's going to retain his world title. And uh, I think, you know, it's it's again, it's going to be a question of are you know, will there be other skaters, other Japanese skaters on the podium with him? So we saw the Grand Prix Finals. So the Yamamoto finished uh, second, and uh, but Shoma's won. You know his uh, he won his two Grand Prix this year. He won the Grand Prix Final. He won the Nationals. So you know, I mean, he's in. Uh, he seems to be in top form, and uh, I think his challengers. Uh, you know, uh, Ilya Malinin from the States is going to be a challenger. But, you know, technically he's got he's got great jumps. Right. But uh, he doesn't have the polish that Shoma does uh, at this point. And uh, I think, uh, you know, unless unless something very unusual happens, I think Shoma is going to win again. So it looks like Malinin might be the top uh, contender for a runner up spot. Well, you know, we saw what happened in the Grand Prix final because uh, he finished uh, third behind Sota because his free skate didn't go well. So when he's attempting those difficult jumps, uh, you know, if you land, it's like a high risk, high reward, right? If you land them, okay, great. If you don't, so that that's what we saw in um, that's what we saw at the Grand Prix final. You mentioned Yamamoto with the Grand Prix final uh, silver medal uh, a couple right. weeks, couple couple months back. Yeah. Um, how has his season gone overall? Well, I think he's done. I think he's done very well, and uh, you know he won both of his Grand Prix, and uh, he finished uh, he finished second at the Grand Prix final. So wait a minute. Now hold on a second. I don't want to give bad information. Hold on. I, I hold on a second. No, no, he won. Okay, I take that back. He was second at both of his Grand Prix this season, and, and second at the Grand Prix final, and then he won the World University Games. So, um, I mean, he has a he has a shot at the podium. He has a real shot at the podium because uh, if you can get second at the Grand Prix final, you can certainly medal at the Worlds. Mm. And Tomono was a uh, silver medalist at the Four Continents, right? That's uh, Yeah, that sounds right. That's right. I got a tough question here for you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. At least, at least try to – this is a challenge question. From a, from a stylistic standpoint, 
what is what is different about the way Uno, Tomono, and Yamamoto skate? Okay, hold on. Back up. You were talking about the uh, you were talking about the four continents, right? Right. That was uh, Shun Sato got bronze behind uh, Cal, right? Tomono wasn't at the uh, Tomono was not at the four continents this season. I might be looking at a, a previous season. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay. So, what was the question, Ed? Uh, last, I'm well, sorry. Well, just just uh, from a stylistic and visual standpoint, what is different about the way Uno and Tomono and Yamamoto skate? Uno, Tomono, and Yamamoto, the way they skate. Okay. Shoma is the most consistent, right? And uh, he has the big jumps. The other two, on occasion, uh, can deliver quality programs. But not all the time, right? I mean, Sota has been more consistent this year than he's been in a long, long time. Tomono is kind of up and down, right? I mean, uh, he'll have a great program one time, and then the next time he won't. So um, I think a few eyebrows were raised uh, when he was uh, included in the team over Koshiro Shimada, who finished second at the Nationals. Uh, quickly, uh, I want to ask you a couple points about other participants uh, at the Worlds coming up. Uh, do you think Rinka Watanabe has a shot at uh, finishing in the top five? Uh, yeah, it's possible. It's possible uh, on a given day. You know, she won Skate Canada this year and she's got a lot of ability, but she's got to be able to put together two, you know, two strong programs, right? She can't like be behind the eight ball coming out of the short program. She's going to have to, you know, be in contention like sixth or seventh if she wants to finish in the top five. So consistency is the key, it looks like for her. Right, right, right. Again, a, a skater that has a lot of ability, but, uh, you know, at this level, it, it's uh, it's a very thin margin, uh, not just the size of the blade, but the performance, right? Mm -hmm. So, Okay. At, at last year's World Championships in Montreal, Riku Miura and Ryuichi Kihara took the bronze pair, uh, the, the bronze pair's medal. Are you expecting them to do something similar this year? Well, I think they're the favorites this year with the Russians not in the picture. Uh, they won the Grand Prix final and yeah. uh, they'll, be, they'll be battling with the Americans, uh, Alexa Niram and Brandon Fraser uh, for the gold. But, um, you know, Japan's Japan's in a good situation here because they're favored in three different disciplines, the men's, the women's and the pairs. And they're skating at home. Right. right. So it's kind of an ideal situation. I mean, the only discipline where Japan doesn't have a metal shot is the ice dance. And what what do you think would be the best case scenario scenario for Kana Muramoto and Daisuke Takahashi? Uh, I would say maybe top 10, maybe top 10, you know, okay. top 10. I think that's fair. Mm. I think uh, if they skate well, maybe they can, they can make the top 10, ninth or 10th, but I'm not sure, not sure about that. And what, what is, I haven't, I don't have their numbers in front of me, but what has been their, 
one or two best performances this season. They won the Nationals this year, right? They beat out uh, Komatsu Barra and Coletto to win the Nationals. They were sixth at the NHK Trophy and sixth at Skate America. So that's not bad, but at those competitions, remember, you only got like a max of 12 teams at the Grand Prix competitions, right? This is the whole big wide world. And so it's going to be a different ball game with people like Madison Chalk and Evan Bates of the U.S. and uh, Gillis and Poirier of uh, Canada. Mm. So, yeah. I want to I want to throw out uh, Yuzuru Hanyu for just a couple minutes as our final topic today. Sure. Some unscripted questions here. How many ice shows did he have in this current tour that he's been on doing different arenas, Tokyo Dome, other places, including up in uh, Miyagi Prefecture? And do you think this is something that might continue beyond this year? Well, I think it's very likely to continue. I mean, he's done. uh He's done shows in Aomori. He's done shows in Miyagi. He did this big show at Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that uh, I think this is probably the way forward because uh, his competitive days are over, uh, essentially. And uh, this is uh, kind of the path that he wants to take. And the fans seem to love it. If you're getting, you know, if you're getting 35,000 people out to Tokyo Dome to watch him skate just by himself, <clears throat> that's pretty impressive, right? So I, you know, I think that, uh, and I believe he's, uh, he's also going to skate in Stars on Ice, which is not his show, but, um, you know, a show in Japan with other skaters. So, uh, That'll be upcoming in a few months or something, April or May. And uh, yeah, so I think this is uh, I think this is the path that he's going to take. And uh, he enjoys uh, putting these shows together. And, uh, you know, it's big time. It's big. It's so big time that he had uh, Kohei Uchimura, who's like the greatest gymnast in history, even got him involved in the the, uh, shows up in Miyagi, which is pretty amazing. Do you you think that, um, do you think that uh, Yuzuru reached out to Kohei or Kohei sort of maybe contacted Hanyu and said, I'd like to, I'm interested in maybe helping you. I I think that uh, they had some kind of a friendship. They met somewhere. I don't know if it was an award show or whatever. I believe that it was, uh, it was uh, Yuzu who reached out to Uchimura, you mm-hmm. know, and asked him or, or told him he'd like him to be a part of uh, the show. So, I mean, what a fantastic opportunity for fans to see two of the greatest Japanese athletes of all time, you know, in their still almost in their prime, you know, uh, performing together. I, I haven't seen footage of that particular um, combination either on ice or, or, or perhaps was there a carpet down to keep uh, Uchimura from falling? Now, what happened was uh, Hani was skating on the ice and then Uchimura was uh, like tumbling on the mat, you know, doing oh, okay. a lot of somersaults and uh, kind of acrobatic moves. Uh, so simultaneously? Like people yes, are seeing those. Yes, at one point simultaneously. 
So, uh, yeah, it was kind of like a floor exercise. And, uh, you know, Hanyu's getting on ice. Let's uh, rewind for to Tokyo Dome for a, a quick minute here. And, you know, in the aftermath of, of the, the one-day performance at Tokyo Dome, what were some of the interesting things you saw, like, on skating boards or on social media, people reacting to that performance? Well, Ed, once again, I was in Canada at that time. So I was, you know, I was kind of occupied uh, with juniors. But I mean, obviously, people were pretty blown away by what they saw. And uh, the amount of energy it took for him to put on like a two and a half hour show by himself, you know, with uh, I believe it was 14 different numbers he skated to. Mm -hmm. So, uh yeah, I mean, uh, I think that, uh, you know, people were very impressed. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, <clears throat> if I had been in Japan, I would have gone myself uh, as a media member and uh, chronicled what I saw. But I think that, uh, you know, my takeaway, and I've written about this, Ed, is that <laughs> the JSF had the greatest skater in the world for 10 or 12 years in his prime, okay? And they they should have been holding events in all of these dome stadiums in Japan. Sapporo Dome, Tokyo Dome, Nagoya Dome, Osaka Dome, Fukuoka Dome. Why? To expose more people to the sport. Instead, you know, they always tried to do everything, you know, as compact and small as they could. And then... Yuzu goes out after retiring and shows them how it's done, fills up the whole stadium. They should have had events in those big stadiums when he was skating competitively. He won two gold medals. He won a world championship twice, uh, world junior championship once. So I think the, the lesson in that is that, uh, you know, he showed these people how it's done in the big time and it's, it's entertainment. And, uh, he proved that you can fill up an arena or a stadium of 35,000 people in Japan. It's always so difficult for skating fans to get tickets to the events. Why? Because they're always held in these very small arenas. And it's just, it's, it's the most nonsensical thing, right? The, the sport is more popular in Japan than anywhere else in the world. And it's been that way for like about 10 years or 12 years now, right? Why hold events in arenas that seat only four or 5,000 people, right? All those years they had Hanyu and they didn't take advantage of it. And then he shows them, okay, here's how to do it, right? So it, it will be very interesting to see when he unveils his upcoming schedules and where events are held, how many events are held at each particular place. Um, and if he does similar events overseas, even. Well, that's the question. Now, see, to me, to me, uh, he should take he should take his show on the road globally and have events elsewhere. Uh, I can't speak for users management, but I can tell you that, you know, historically, other uh, skaters and other sports they concentrate solely on the domestic market because they're trying to make as much money as possible. Right. But I don't think that's what user wants. 
he wants to, you know, spread the beauty of skating all around. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, he'll do like a eight or 10 nation tour of uh, shows in different countries, you know, Europe, North America, places like that. I mean, that would just be fantastic because there's a lot of fans who never had the chance to see him skate in person, right? Only on TV at the Olympics or the Grand Prix events. So the sport kind of needs a shot of uh, <clears throat> adrenaline, right? Now he's not skating competitively anymore, but getting people out to see him perform could generate interest in competitive skating as well. Yeah. Jack, uh, you have show business next week, or, but officially competition business next week with the World Figure Skating Championships. I hope you have a good time at Saitama Super Arena and, um, you know, watching and chronicling and yes, asking questions. I look forward to your stories. Yeah, Ed, thank you. I'm looking forward to it, too. And also, uh, next Sunday night, uh, March 26th, I'll be hosting a dinner for Tracy Wilson, one of uh, Yuzu's coaches in Tokyo. So uh, that's uh, something that's exciting, something that we've done in the past with uh, David Wilson at Benoit show. We haven't been able to do it for the past few years because of the pandemic, but we're going to start back up again with Tracy Wilson, who I think is a pretty impressive guest. So we're going to, we're going to say thank you to everybody listening in and for reading the stories and for following us on sports look and on Japan forward and on Jack's Twitter handle at sports Japan. I'm your host, Ed O'Devin, and we'll catch you next time, everybody. Thank you.